This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today is Nick Small. Nick, how's it going? It's going good. What about yourself? It's going good. I appreciate you coming on. 100%. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of background about Nick before I ask him some questions. He's a 13-year-old NFT, I'd say, creator. Is that what? Yeah. All right, that's cool. And then, um, so, yeah, we we met, uh, should we say, in the metaverse? Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, on Twitter spaces and things like that, um, I've been getting into NFTs a lot over the past couple months now. Uh, met Nick through Twitter, and uh, he has his own projects, and obviously being 13, like, I had to get him on. Um so yeah, Nick, just tell the folks that don't know what an NFT is. Of course. So um, basically in simple terms, an NFT is a non-fungible token, which probably doesn't mean a lot to you, which really doesn't mean a lot to me, to be honest. Uh, basically, it's an image, an audio piece, a video that is on this thing called the blockchain. The blockchain is basically like you know, the bank, it tells you where your money's going, who it's coming from, the amount of money you have, you know, things like that. And they put it on this thing called the blockchain and it represents a one out of one and it's owned to you. It's proof of ownership. Um, what makes it kind of worth something is just the community around it. And that's what an NFT is. Boom. All right. So first, before we get into your NFT project, just tell, just like, tell me a little bit like about yourself and then like, how did you get into this, uh, this metaverse crypto web three world 100 percent, yeah so uh again my name is nick small i'm 13 years old um i've been the i've been in this whole space for a little while but before i was in here you know i've always loved to play baseball you know one thing about me is i'm huge into baseball but competitive baseball before i get into this whole business stuff um i've always been pretty driven in what i've done whether it be nfts um baseball you know my past business whatever um but that's a little bit about me again i just love sports i love my family i love hanging out with friends um the way I kind of got into this NFT space and into the metaverse was basically I had this old business that was actually buying and selling Roblox items, funny enough. And um, after that went up and failed because we got shut down, um, we used crypto to transact. And one day my friend was telling me basically about these things called NFTs. He was my business partner. Um, and basically he just told me about this thing called a MetaMask wallet which is what you buy NFTs with. And that's about all I got. And I just kind of learned from there. It seemed very interesting. It seemed like a new way that I could, you know, make money and start a new thing. What, what year was that? That was only four or five months ago. So when oh, I started right. the NFT stuff and then my old business was about a year ago. Gotcha. So how, all right. So being 13 years old, like, how do you like, cause it's not, this isn't normal. Right. So like, how do you, like, how did you, I just don't, I just can't, like, my brain can't comprehend how you got into this stuff. That's so young, because, like, when I think about when I'm, I was 13, which I know you hear a lot of this on Twitter spaces, um, but, like, I just remember probably just, you know, playing video games. But I was definitely, um, I used to flip stuff a lot and have, like, you know, yard sales and tag sales, whatever you want to call right. them. And, um, and, and, like, when I was younger, I discovered, you know, which I'm sure you know, you go to like GameStop, you trade in a video game, you get like $5. Yeah. <laughs> so like my first venture, I'd say was like eBay and just like selling stuff on there. Cause you know, I get, you could almost get like close to the amount you almost paid for at that point with a video game. So like what, like what inspired you to get into like entrepreneurship or like what 
got you into was it was it your parents was it your some uh like a friend relative anything so ever since i was a little kid i remember like searching up how to make money online because mm -hmm. obviously as an 11 year old 10 year old is really when i started this whole business venture it's like you can't go work at McDonald's. You can't work anywhere, for the matter of fact. And I remember doing these stupid surveys that would pay you nothing. Like, they were all scams. And eventually, um, I used to be big into gaming a lot. I used to make money off of streaming and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and one of my friends who was in the streaming world and gaming world, he told me about these Roblox stuff. And I heard the money factor of it because he was telling me how he had this new keyboard, you know, super high tech, all this new stuff. And I'm like, how in the world do you do it? And I guess that factor now money is a cool thing. But when you first get into that, that was the drive factor for me. So I guess that's kind of how I got into it. All right, cool. But why, why did you want to make money? Because money was just it was like a lot of people different things drive them but for some reason financial like a lot of my so a lot of my family in the past not my parents specifically but my grandparents a lot of them went through very poor financial wealth they took mm -hmm. their own investments they just didn't do well um they had good jobs but they just spent it very poorly so i always wanted to be like my parents right now thankfully where they're good on financial standpoint they you know they're comfortable and that's something that i really wanted to do early so when i'm older i don't have to have that stress that a lot of parents have um and that's kind of what drove me to make this type of money to be able to do something like that my, my brain isn't working right now like it just doesn't even make i just don't i just can't I don't know, but you're from Kansas. Um, you have you you lived there all your life. Yeah. So what? Well, tell me what Kansas like. I'm from Connecticut, so I've I definitely never been to Kansas. Right. So, um, you know, I live near basically the east side, right? Mm -hmm. So of Kansas, which is very very different from any other point of Kansas. Kansas, you think of Dorothy and her red slippers, the Wizard of Oz, basically the middle of nowhere, right? Um, Kansas is where I live, and Kansas is the exact opposite. So, um, you know, basically what Kansas here is, is it's, what, probably a million people in our city, two million. It's a pretty big city, um, you know, we have nice schools, our district is pretty nice, but it's not like we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I live in a neighborhood you know, you can look right outside my house right now and you can see other people. There's a lot of kids here, but it's not like I live on a farm in the middle of nowhere, like what people think. Mm -hmm. Kansas is. So it's, it's just like any other city, to be honest. Gotcha. So, All right. So getting, getting into your NFT project, one, what made you want to do your own project? And then two, I know it's called the Ranchy Rednecks and we just talked about Kansas. So tell me a little bit how that the name got started. So um, again, when I got into the NFT space, I got rug pulled, which basically for all you people who don't know what that means, <laughs> it means scammed. Um, at the end of the day, it means that I buy a product and the company did not deliver on what they said they would do. Um, and that's what happened to me. So, you know, overall, I, as Paul was saying, flipping, basically I flipped for profit in the NFT space. And eventually I was like, oh my God, I gotta make an NFT. Like one, I see the profit, Two, I see what I can change for other people. And three, it just seemed like a really fun thing to do. I mean, at the end of the day, it was a cool project. So I could put on my resume when I'm older and all these different things. And, you know, for the Ranchy Redneck name, um, I live in Kansas. 
So me and my artists were coming up with a name and he's like ranch rednecks. I'm like, oh my God, that's so funny. You know, I see rednecks here all the time when I go over to Missouri on the Missouri side. Um, and then about halfway through, I realized someone was telling me that's a derogatory term. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Search up redneck racism. First thing you find is white guys are being racist to African-Americans in the past. And I realized I want to do something a little different with my project. Um, so, you know, now it's uh, to combat racism rather than represent it, rather than represent it. Yeah, for sure. And then take me, take me through the process of, um, I know you're, you're not the artist of it, but take me through the process of uh, kind of partnering with people and finding those people too, because I know that's a hard part. Right. So um, a lot of people say that making an NFT project is blood, sweat, and tears. It's not. It's just time consuming, very, very time consuming. So I hope there's people who say, oh, I just spent three months of blood, sweat, and tears so I can make a million dollars. Like, Josh, <laughs> you know, making an NFT project, guys. Hey, we keep is, it real here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's like, you, it's very time consuming. You know, I got home every day. I went on these Twitter spaces to talk about myself and my project, you know, getting those people, you know, I had to approach them. Like I had enough to pay for a smart contract, which basically means that um, the representation of how people buy, it's like the bank, but you have to pay for the bank to be able to work um, on your site. I had like three, four grand to be able to start this project, but nowhere near enough to pay an artist and a developer. So I had to pitch an artist and developer. I'm like, you have to believe in me. I will give you this percent to come and work for me. And, you know, it was, it was hard work. A lot of people said, no, like, why would I want to work for, you know, someone who like won't give me any money up front. So, you know, for me, it was a little bit harder. And at the end of the day, you just have to put in a lot of hours. That's a lot of hours. I probably put, you know, six hours a day for two and a half months straight of just talking on Twitter spaces alone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how we uh, connected. So I know you've been putting in work. Um, what do you, what do all your uh, classmates and teachers think about all this? I have not really told anyone except for recently, actually. So um, some of my friends knew I had a NFT collection, didn't really tell them much about it. They've heard of it on TikTok, nothing really other than that, right? So some of my close friends. And then the other day, actually, my friend Cade, um, he, he was blurting out, he, I don't know why, he was being stupid. He said, Nick is an NFT collection. He has no idea what that really meant. And then my teacher, my science teacher, his name is Mr. Gorman, right? He's 20, 28, probably 30. And he's, he's like pretty cultural. He's like, he's a cool teacher, no doubt. And he comes up to me and he's like, Nick, you do NFTs? I'm like, yeah. And then he starts talking to me about crypto and he knows a little bit about NFTs, but he's like pretty widely invested in the crypto. Apparently he's like two and a half Ethereum, Ethereum, I've been in Ethereum for what a year now and I can't even call it right. My bad. But, um, yeah. So my teacher thinks it's really cool, but other than that, not many people know. Yeah, it's pretty dope. All right. So are you, are you like good in school? I'm assuming you are. Yes, but I'm not that good. Like I get A's sometimes B's, but I'm in integrated math. I'm not in advanced math. I'm not that smart. So like that's a, so like, I don't even think they know, what you're doing like i don't even even if they figured it out i don't think they would know the scale like how like great it is well yeah my my teachers don't know the way i talk i'm just an ordinary regular kid who you know just doesn't i guess i'm not calling myself smart but i'm definitely different in the business venture right yeah. and they don't realize you know the difference i'm not book smart i'm just street smart i guess 
Yeah. And I'm going to like, so when I started, you know, uh, like graduating college slash like applying for jobs and things like that. And, and I was a substitute teacher, um, in between that. And I used to like talk to my old teacher cause it was at my old high school and I was talking to them and stuff. And, and, you know, they, and not to, it's not like a knock on them. They like, and just like kind of talking to them and then them kind of giving me advice on stuff. But it's like, they only had those job like a job as a teacher and they haven't done like, I don't want to say it, but they haven't really done anything <laughs> besides just being like a teacher inside that space. So like, they don't know about like going on different type of job interviews and things like that. And like business things. I mean, some of them obviously do, but, um, but I'd say the majority don't. It's kind of like, it's kind of like a weird scenario because it's like, they're the teachers, but they, they don't really know, like, kind of like, I'd say like, I'm just saying like in the business sense and stuff. So yeah, it's pretty interesting uh, when it comes to terms of that. Uh, I just, I'm just putting that out there to tell you, which I'm sure you kind of <laughs> already figured out. 100%. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, just going into your project. Um, I know. So when did you start it? And then when was the official launch date? Mm, let's see. I probably started it four months ago or like probably okay. two weeks after I got into the NFT space. Um, and I launched it, what, a month ago? Yeah. I think close to a month ago. I think it was the 22nd, maybe mm -hmm. the 27th. It was 20 something. I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah. So how, so how did the launch go? I know you had some delays, but you, you right. got through it and you, and you, uh, you, uh, released it. So what was the, um, what's it been like? Right. So I was supposed to launch, I'm pretty sure it was on the 12th. Um, sadly we had some smart contract issues, which again is kind of the technical blockchain part of it, the back end. Um, you know, it was quite, it was quite sad, but you know, we pushed through it. It was a, it's definitely a hard process, you know, to see that fail because it definitely relieves some of your community from you. Um, but you know, we worked back up on it and we're doing pretty good. Yeah, for sure. And then I know you joined the apocalyptic ape crew too. So how did, yeah. how did that come about? So, um, I've been talking to Fiddy for a little while, you know, he's, he's became one of my friends and, um, I know it's kind of weird to say that like a 34 year, 40 year old guy is my friend, but <laughs> you know, in NFT terms, we're going to pretend that's an age and he's one of my friends. So, you know, he just recognized, I guess the skill that I have on social media, the way that I drive the space. And he just told me on a call, you know, I want to have you on my team. And that's kind of how it came about. Yeah, definitely. And uh, what what are some like future goals for you? I know, uh, like say like what are your like what are your goals? Like, do you want to go to college and like things like that? Uh, I mean, to be honest with you. All right, good. Yeah. I like that. If your parents are listening, Nick doesn't have to go to college because you don't like you don't. I did college and all that, but guess what? The best thing about college was the connections, and not about like the learning and all that. There's a good chance my mom will listen to this and she knows. And the quote <laughs> she said was, I'm like, I don't want to pay attention to school. Like, I hate school. And she's like, quote, the quote that she said, Nick, you need to make a million dollars after taxes for you to not pay attention to school. But she said for college wise, I'm not going to force you to go to college, but we're also not going to financially support you. Because like my brother and sister, I have a brother who's 20, a sister who's 23. She mm -hmm. graduated college, but they pay for your housing when you're in college. They pay for your food. Yeah. They pay for all that. But they personally said like, you can go to college and you, and you won't we'll support you, you know, emotionally and all that no matter what, but we're not going to support you financially. I think, I think you'll be all right. Yeah. You'll Wait, figure, we'll hope. 
you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of college, I mean, obviously college is cool and all that, but um, in terms of going to college, like my tips are always like, even when I was a substitute teacher, like kids would ask me and I would say, um, like go if you have like a great scholarship and it's like doesn't cost you that much or if you want to go to college and you don't know what you want to do just go to like community college is the same thing it doesn't doesn't really matter um and and a funny thing you'll laugh at this one so 2014 i graduated college and yeah. my senior year uh there was a class and it was called sports new media <laughs> and it was but it was technically sp like sports and social media and um and and it was funny because they just didn't know what the terms were yet of that it's because it, it was 2014 it wasn't that young but it was like it was oh, so it was, like they didn't know how to use social yeah because there's that there wasn't like and now there's like you know degrees in social media and stuff like that wasn't right. even a thing in 2014 it's not that yeah 2014 is not that long ago yeah well, I mean, maybe I for mean, you. For me, it is. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. For me, that's more than half my life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then, yeah, just in terms of, like, uh, other goals, like, what are so back to not, like, college and things, but what are your goals, like, um, in the short term in the next few years? Short term, so my goal is to probably in the next, you know, year or two, is to sell out three projects right. for the like next that. probably two years. Yeah. Just to go out is to sell out three projects, have it successful. Yeah. What's your, what's your dream job? I don't know. And the reason I say that is because every job sounds boring to be honest. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to have a job that I don't, enjoy i don't want to sit at a desk all day putting in numbers i don't want to it's just i don't know to be honest i i want to i want to be able to do something i love and i don't know what i figured out that i like yet it's fair know. enough you're only you're only you're only 13 you got time yeah. um and then in terms of what like what advice would you give to other kids that want to either get into the web3 space or create nfts or or just like be an entrepreneur you're an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest one thing i would say is just explore right i mean the biggest thing you can do is ask questions what i would personally not recommend is telling yourself i don't know anything about this so i'm not gonna do it i can tell you this i have been i've wanted to learn stocks for a long time never been able to do it and the reason why is because i don't want to sit through a 48 hour course on how to do it <laughs> but nfts are a little different you can do it like that right so you know go into twitter spaces go ask questions questioning is the biggest thing you should do but what you shouldn't do is watch youtube videos i personally i want you to learn in a experience where you can talk and i feel like that's the biggest thing that you can do i i don't think learning by youtube or learning by courses is a good way to learn i think especially for kids you need to talk to people you need to learn from a person, a one-on-one -on -one mentor. Um, or if you don't want a mentor, at least ask questions, right? That's what I would say. Do you, do you have a mentor? No. Well, okay. kind of, kind of. I didn't have a mentor, but I did have someone who helped me. When I first got into here after my road poll, um, I met this guy named Johnny. He is Jewish, 
40 years old. The reason why I say this because he talks about fellow tribe members all the time because I'm also Jewish. But um, he, he, a crypto dad is what we bought into in my last 70 bucks. I gave it to him and he said he'd put it into a percent. So he didn't teach me anything because he didn't know anything about the NFT space. We were learning together. That's actually how I first learned to flip. I was flipping with him in a group. He didn't know anything. Um, we all got in at the same time. Our first purchase was all for a crypto dad um, besides my rug pool. So it wasn't a mentor, but he definitely helped me on the financial side of things. He was the one who got me started. Gotcha. That's dope. Um, and then what about like, I don't know how to say, do you know that you're smarter than other people? <laughs> mm, kind of, kind of. And the reason I say that is because I'm not that smart. I just know how to speak, I guess. It's, speaking doesn't come off of being smart. Speaking comes off of doing things a lot, right? When I first got into Twitter spaces, I remember, I is J Crypto. First space with someone pretty big, Jay Crypto, if you guys know who he is. Jay, shout out to you. First Twitter space that I've ever been in with over 100 people. I was so nervous. I was like shaking. I was like, I was like shaking when I got up to there. And I now learned that I've been in spaces with over 1,000 people and I don't shake. It all comes from practice. And I feel like I'm very good at picking up on things, right? I don't know everything when I go into Twitter spaces, but what I do is I go and ask questions and seem like I'm interested. And then I get to know people and that creates connections, right? And a lot of times I actually do mean when I'm asking questions or saying things. But if I'm gonna go in a brand new space and you know Gary V is there and he's talking to a project, I'm gonna figure out what that project is talking about. And I'm gonna get to know Gary V because I'm gonna go research that one thing. I'm gonna hear them talking about the DeFi and the crypto world. And the first thing I'm gonna talk about in the metaverse is when will your metaverse be launching out? And you know, what is the biggest factor in there that will make yours different? That's the question I'm going to ask. So it all comes to picking up on things and, you know, making those connections. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, I, even me, um, like I did this podcast and started out as audio only, like it wasn't video or anything. And then like through the pandemic, like, um, I was doing Instagram lives every day. So that kind of got me comfortable, um, in front of the camera and it's like, yeah, now, um, to me, it's like pretty, pretty easy, but, uh, um i kind of been doing this for a while now so like i don't really get um uh i mean either even starstruck wise i'm sure you're, you're not going to be starstruck but eventually uh i'm sure like basically when i met one guy uh, his name was brandon phillips when i uh, first started kind of doing pg sports like i i sent him hats and stuff and then i got to meet him and it was just random because i went to the baseball game and and he was like, oh, I got that hat. And I was like, yeah, I know. I sent it to you. And he was like, oh, what's up, man? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then, uh, so, so, funny. Yeah, so it was dope. And that was like the, that was like the last time I had to like stop being like a fan kind of, and just like be like business. I was like, all right, I'm in the business yeah. world now. So no, like, when I yeah. met Cordell, Snoop Dogg's son, I met, I was the same way. Like I was like, yeah. oh, you yeah. met him in person? No, 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 no. I'm too on spaces. Like when I first talked to him, I'm like, oh my God, that's oh. Snoop Dogg's son. Like, oh yeah. yeah. Nah, you'll get over it soon. Yeah, I got over it, thankfully. But no, at first I was like, I was like, I was hesitant to talk. I was like, unmute. Hi. Remute. Bye. <laughs> so what, oh, yeah. So what's the update on that? I know he, he kind of invited you, right? Oh, to that? I don't think I'm going to be able to go only because 
I one, I don't think I know them well enough, and I don't think it's a no. formal invite, but two, there's a weed bar there. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. To be honest, I mean yeah. he he was talking about it, but we'll see. So I heard there is actually they're actually doing it in person and virtually. Oh, I didn't know they were doing it virtually too. Yeah. I only heard about the in-person part in LA. Yeah. All right. Back to the questions. So are you ready for some fun questions? Let's hear it. All right. This is going to be your favorite question ever. All right. All right. On a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, (laughs) strawberry or grape? (laughs) Strawberry. Maybe strawberry gang right here. Uh, what What do you like to do in your free time when you're not on Twitter spaces? Eating uncrushable chicken. <laughs> yeah, Probably, you need an uncrushable sponsorship. Right. I really do. I'm going to reach out to them after this, actually. And I'm serious about that. I hope you know. Um, Probably, you know, I would probably say either playing baseball or just, I don't know. I haven't really had much of a life anymore. I feel like when I go into... No, you no, hang out with your friends. I used to. Sorry, one second. Um, but basically, when I first started my old business, I was like peaked. I didn't hang out with any of my friends. When I stopped that old business, every single day I'd hang out with my friends. Started this, haven't hang out with, hung out with my friends once. Are they mad at you? Yeah. I mean, I got a text today. Do you want <laughs> to go play tag um, at school at 1.15? I said, no, I got something at 1. I can't. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Thinking yeah, I don't know little, either. Mix of both. Yeah. So are you? Uh, do you still? You still? Play, you play baseball? Yeah. Oh, uh, so you're on a team. Hmm. Oh, nice. So what was your season like last year or this this year? This year? Yeah, it was pretty good. We had a good season. Yeah, we won most. Uh, I can't remember what our record was, but we we did pretty good. What position did you play? Second base. Nice. Yeah. All right, last last one. What is something people don't know about you? I don't know. I mean, I'm a pretty open book, to be honest. A lot of people don't know. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people don't know that I used to be a Twitch streamer a while back. Used to be All pretty right. big on Twitch, but other than that, not much. All right, I got a last bonus one actually. So if I ever came to Kansas, what like restaurant do I have to hit up? Everybody says barbecue. I'm not that big in a barbecue. I like barbecue, but I'm not the big. Um, if you're gonna come to Kansas, I would I would say Shake Shack, but that's everywhere. But I like Shake Shack to be honest. I like this Shake Shack. No, not a chain. Yeah. Not a chain restaurant. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get barbecue, I'd say Casey Joe's. All right, we'll go with that. Okay. All right, Nick. Well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? So you guys can follow me at Nick underscore S-M-O-L-L on Twitter. Um, you can also go to ranchyrednecks.com, R-A-N-C-H-Y, and then hopefully you know how to spell rednecks.com. Um, and, yeah, that's about it.